Hey everyone, I'm Rachel. And I'm Sarah. And we're sisters who just so happen to be best friends. We're here to unpack all of the unexpected moments that come with early adulthood and hope to uncover a more meaningful life, one conversation and cup of coffee at a time. This This is Mocha's in the Meantime. Hello everybody and welcome back to Mocha's in the Meantime. My name is Rachel. And my name's Sarah. And before we get into our regular programming for this episode, we wanted to just acknowledge the loss of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Um, We thought this was relevant to talk about before this episode because we're going to be diving into some of the gender disparity that occurs within the STEM field. Um, And although Ruth was not in STEM, she was more in the judicial system, um, we think that she is very relevant to this conversation because of all that she's done for women's rights within her entire career. Yeah, we really just wanted to shed some light on some of the hugely important contributions Ruth Bader Ginsburg made, um, not only for women, but for all people. Um, She was a huge supporter for women in education and in the workplace. Um, She played a crucial role in helping same-sex marriage to be passed in the um, Supreme Court. She also promoted women's involvement in the court system and on juries and and uplifted women and their rights to vote. Um, There's so much more (laughs) that she's done, but we just wanted to to mention a few key um, accomplishments. And so we just um, are thinking of her family and we encourage the rest of you to look into Ruth Bader Ginsburg's history. There's a biography and like a, I think a film about her as well. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, but rest in peace. And another, I think, great step to take after this is making sure that you are registered to vote in your state if you're from the United States and showing up to the polls or mailing in your ballot because your voice matters, all people's voice matters, and female voices matter. Totally. Yeah. And that's a great way to honor um, RBG as well. Mm Mm-hmm. So today's episode is going to be a really exciting one because we have another guest on the podcast. Yeah. Um, my friend from college, Katie, is going to be joining us in a little bit. And before that, we wanted to just introduce our episode topic today, which is going to be being a woman in a more male-dominated industry. We thought Katie would be a great guest for this episode because both Sarah and I haven't really dived into industries that are male-dominated. I studied um, journalism, strategic communication, and psychology. And so both of those fields, I would say definitely you see a lot of female representation. Same with dietetics. Same with nutrition. It's super, super female-dominated. I mean, even in my cohort alone, there's only one guy out of the 15 of us. And I think that's an accurate representation Mm. of like what the field is like um at large yeah so I think neither of us have that personal experience feeling like one of the only women in their Mm -hmm. classes or internships or um jobs and so today we wanted to invite her on because she is a computer science student at the University of Minnesota and she also is working on an all-male team in computer science as an internship Yeah, and I think just to provide some context, we were checking out some statistics, and we found a New York Times article about the gender gap in computer science, specifically in computer science research. 
Um, And just a couple statistics that we thought were pretty shocking were, one, that 27% of researchers in computer science are women, so way less than half. In 2018, also, um, in this article, they looked at a collection of computer science papers, and when they saw um, the gender disparity in terms of authors, it was 475,000 males compared to 175,000 females. So a huge disparity there as well. Um, And so we just wanted to provide those numbers to give you an idea of how crazy this disparity is. And I think this extends beyond computer science. Yeah, for sure. And luckily, I think Katie shows that it is like very much a changing field and that she's had pretty great experiences. Mm -hmm. Um, So our conversation is more on the positive note, but I think it's interesting to kind of know the statistics of that and see how it's changing and growing and maybe in places where it's not growing enough. Yeah, so we hope you enjoy our chat with Katie. She's a really insightful person and just another one of those people where you can hear the smile in her voice, I think, when she's speaking. So <laughs> yeah, I think she'll she'll bring some light to your day and we hope you enjoy. So we're really excited to have my friend or our friend Katie on the podcast today. Um, She is one of our first guests, which is awesome. Um, So Katie and I met in college in our sorority sophomore year, and we've been really close friends ever since. We even shared a room this year, which was a fun experience. So (laughs) um, yeah, thank you so much for coming on, Katie. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. So do you want to just introduce yourself a little bit and just anything you want, like a little bit about what you're studying or I feel like this is a college like (laughs) welcome week game, but like (laughs) anything about yourself. (laughs) Yeah, um, I guess in terms of what I'm studying, I'm in my final semester of college. I'm going an extra semester past Rachel who graduated, but since I studied abroad, that kind of moved around my schedule a bit, but I am studying computer science as well as Japanese and creative writing, and that's been a really fun time. Um, I guess in terms of other random things about myself, I really enjoy, obviously, writing, studying Japanese, going for runs and various exercise things and being with my pets. So I've been enjoying being at home for the summer until I go back to Minneapolis to continue school. Oh, nice. What kind of pets? I have a dog and a cat. Oh, Riker and wait, what's his name? Tug. Tug, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Tug the cat. Oh, <laughs> well, thanks, Katie. Yeah, we wanted to kick things off with just kind of a fun question, I guess, to like break the ice. <laughs> but break um, ice. yeah, like, so we were just curious if there's any fun activities or like hobbies you've been into, I guess, over the summer or throughout the quarantining time. Anything fun you've been doing? Yeah, I guess just in quarantine in general, I've been doing a lot of puzzles, um, both on my own and with my family. (laughs) It's been a fun bonding experience. But one of my more current hobbies is I bought 
a video game that's entirely in Japanese. And in order to practice my Japanese skills, I've been working on translating that and trying to read it, just utilizing my own um, Japanese knowledge and a dictionary. So that's been pretty fun and a big challenge, but I've been having a good time. Wow, wow. that's like really cool. <laughs> that's actually one of my friends is listening to a lot of Spanish podcasts and has been transcribing it. So oh, I feel yeah. like that's kind of similar. Of like yeah, definitely. Getting back into the language skills because I feel like it you lose it so quickly, but then it takes forever to kind of learn. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you again for being on the podcast. Um, we thought you would be such a great fit for this topic of talking about being a gal in more of a male-dominated industry because um, if I'm not mistaken, you're mostly pursuing the computer science side of like your studying, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which I know just from our own research and from just conversations we've had just in our room, like as friends, you've told me <laughs> a lot about how it is much more male dominated and that, you know, it is harder, I would say, to find um, women kind of to connect with in the industry because it is just such a different ratio overall. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. The... I'm actually currently working at an internship, um, moved completely remote because of quarantine, so I get to work from home. Uh, however, everyone in my department is a man. That was actually something they uh, warned me about while I was in, or while I was interviewing for the internship. The guy who was interviewing me was like, "Hey, I just want to let you know, everyone in our department is like male." And I want to make sure that you're okay with that. And he kind of warned me about it up front, kind of maybe just in case it was something I was more concerned about or uncomfortable with. Hmm. So it was something that they were pretty clear about from the get-go. What did you think about that, like when they said that to you in your interview? I was kind of surprised at first, but also kind of not surprised because... Since I'd been studying computer science for like three, four years at that time, I have seen like the ratio of like the people in my classes and just like stereotypes about the computer science world in general um, being very, very male dominated. I guess like I was a bit surprised in the moment, but then thinking about it more, I was kind of like, ah, I mean, that makes sense. <laughs> What exactly does the company you're interning for do? Yeah, so basically they create semiconductors, which are parts of circuits. So essentially, if you create better semiconductors, which can allow you to create better circuits, you can cause things to run faster, such as your phones or anything that uses circuits, which is basically anything electronic. So... A lot of these companies are very competitive because, of course, you want to create kind of the fastest technology, which is very competitive industry nowadays. To kind of broaden it a little bit, do you want to just tell us a little bit about how you kind of found computer science as a major that was interesting to you? Like, was there a class you took or something specific about computer science that drew you into the field? Um just in general? Yeah, totally. 
I guess one of the big things is that my dad works in IT and has kind of his own kind of hobbies and passions surrounding computers. And just growing up and seeing that, it was something that I kind of always thought, hey, that's like interesting or cool. I also really liked video games growing up and like still do, but I found the process of making them and the process of finding out like hidden things within games that like maybe the developers didn't mean to leave in or that mm. like different things that could go wrong if you ran code that in a way that it wasn't expecting to be run. Um, a lot of really weird things can happen. And in reference to my favorite games as a kid, like that was something I found super interesting. So I guess just having a passing interest in that and then um, continuing my studies throughout like high school and college. I took like a coding class in high school and then in college I also took a an entry level like Python which is one of the more basic languages to learn um coding class and after realizing engineering was not a fit for me I kind of was like hey maybe I'll try taking more classes in computer science and see how that goes and it really stuck with me that's awesome. Wow, yeah. It's I it's interesting to hear about because I don't know anything about this field. Um, but like <laughs> it's interesting to hear about your interest stemming from like your curiosity about how coding could go wrong or like how something could be left in a game mm -hmm. that you weren't expecting. Like I never really thought about that. Yeah, I never would have thought twice about like how a video game is made. Or I know. Anything. And it's like or that there could be some sort of like secret thing you could find out if you know about the coding mm -hmm. or like if you're aware of something being left in I don't know that's really cool yeah and it's cool that you were able to take it in high school because I mm -hmm. feel like that's another thing that might even deter like both men and women about computer science is that you're not really it's not as common to be exposed yeah. to what even coding is until college usually at least maybe I just don't know about <laughs> coding classes but I feel like that's cool that you were able to kind of find that through your dad and through like your high school class to kind of help you like find that interest I guess. So in talking about your choice to study computer science and like in light of this internship where you're the only woman in a sea of men <laughs> I mean I don't know how how large is it how many people work in this environment? In terms of like my own like little teams I interact with, it's not too crazy big. It's like maybe like 20-ish people. Okay. So like but, not super big. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, like we were curious about when you were coming into the field of computer science. Like if you really were aware or is this something that you considered at all like while you were deciding whether to study it or not like this gender ratio being super uneven because I know in the school I went to even though there were a lot of women in like engineering computer science it was still kind of this big topic of like oh there's so many men in my classes still and a lot of people I knew felt a little bit like intimidated by that or nervous about it um like was it something you considered or like thought about as you were deciding your I don't know, career path at yeah, Minnesota? Yeah, I feel like it 
somewhat because I started in engineering and that's kind of an issue in engineering as well that there is a like very big difference in ratio of like male to female so I think that's something I kind of thought about just going into college in general and then I especially when switching over to computer science it was something I noticed but I was able to find my friends in classes and like make friends with both like guys and girls in computer science and honestly I actually found myself a bit surprised with how many girls were studying computer science at school because I got involved with um, it's called ACMW which is the Association for Computing Machinery for Women which is a club focused around women who study computer science either as a major or minor and it was really cool to meet all of I just like really cool group of women who were all studying the same thing I did even though the field stereotypically is very male dominated I feel like at least in an academic setting even though there definitely still were more guys in my classes I um, found myself surprised just by how many girls were like super interested in that which I found super awesome Hmm. Yeah, wait, that's like really cool that there are a lot of mm -hmm. women in your classes and like you're able to join a club too that mm -hmm. connected you. Yeah. Yeah. Were there like a lot of professors or are there any professors that are women that you felt like are kind of role models to you at all or people in the field or anything? Yeah, see, that's the thing. I had one female professor for computer wow. science my entire uh, time in the University of Minnesota at least and it could have just been maybe the classes I took because I know there are a few more female professors but mm -hmm. for most of the core classes there was yeah only one female professor and she taught more of the math algorithmic side of things rather than the coding specifically though it's still something very important to learning computer science so I she was super cool. She was really passionate. More about the math side than the actual coding side, but I found her passion really fun and it made that class very entertaining. Wow. I feel like that kind of shows, I think, that the generation, like this generation might be really changing the field because if you found that in like more of like higher up positions or older people, the ratio was much worse or like more... Um, what's the word like more of a disparity. like more disparity yeah. more of a disparity mm -hmm. and like seeing that people our age are like the ratio is kind of improving and that you're meeting more and more women just shows that there's a lot of I guess exciting future plans with this field that a lot of women are kind of moving into that field and will one day kind of be professors or like higher up in companies yeah. so I feel like that representation it sounds like is kind of improving, which is awesome to hear. Yeah, I definitely think so too. What about like your classes? How have interactions been with classmates or like group projects and things like that? I'm just curious to hear about how you felt like in a mostly male dominated profession. Yeah, actually in terms of like anything in class like everyone has been super nice and fun to work with all of the like kind of group projects I've done everyone's been super kind of on top of things and ready to help I've never really had any but 
I guess the thing is um, with the way that University of Minnesota structures its computer science curriculum is that a lot of it is individual work. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I've only done maybe like three or four group projects and some of them weren't even mandatory group projects. They'd be like, hey, work with a partner, but you don't have to. You can do it by yourself as well because there was a lot of issues about people sharing their code with each other and like copying each other's things so they wouldn't fully do the assignment. Um, However, like all of the experiences I did have working with a group were all really positive, I'd say. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's great news. Yeah, that's good to hear. (laughs) I think I haven't heard much about um, like your major specifically, but I know a few friends even just in like the business school at the U kind of had experiences like with classes that were more male dominated of like a lot of mansplaining and like (laughs) things with like kind of power dynamics kind of feeling like they're looked at as inferior so that's really awesome that it sounds like computer science doesn't at least in your experience didn't really have that issue that I've heard in other kind of fields that are similar in the ratio so like engineering too I've heard about (laughs) like some of my friends feeling a little bit kind like not maybe not listened to as much or kind of Mm -hmm. left out of certain I don't know processes in group projects because at least at case it was really group project based for engineers I don't know about computer science it seems like maybe more of an independent field to begin with compared to engineering maybe See, that's something that's really interesting because once you get into the workforce, it's honestly super collaborative. Oh, so unless maybe you're like making your own company or like doing kind of like freelance um, making apps or something like that. But like currently in my current internship, I even though like maybe the thing I'm coding, I do primarily by myself. I I'm constantly meeting with other people kind of on my team and like comparing, kind of showing them what I've done and being like, hey, is this good? Are there any suggestions you can make? And asking them for help or advice if I get stuck. So it's very, I'd say collaborative. Everyone's always kind of keeping other people updated on what they're doing and what they're planning to do moving forward or asking advice, or anything like that. So I'm really surprised that the curriculum is so kind of individual-based. It's interesting that there was kind of a difference between the workforce versus classes in computer science. Do you kind of prefer your internship experience so far of, like, working on a team? Or did you kind of prefer, like, working individually on computer science projects and stuff? I definitely enjoy working on a team environment kind of like my internship provides because I'm someone who really needs that reassurance that I'm going about things the right way and that I have people who I can kind of bounce my ideas off of and ask for suggestions or ask them if like, hey, do you think this is like a smart way to do this or is there a better way that I could go about doing this and kind of giving both my opinions and receiving their suggestions and creating kind of a product that's a combination of both of those things or seeing which ideas kind of click with me. And 
I feel like that's a really fulfilling experience because then you both get to form a closer relationship with your coworkers as well as become more knowledgeable about just what's going on in the company because you're not even sh you're not only showing people um, your own projects but you're also getting to see what other people are working on because you also get to help provide feedback for what they're doing or ask questions to them specifically and it's, it's really really nice mm -hmm. yeah it sounds like a positive environment that you're working in which sounds like a great way to start off a career i think yeah definitely I, I think I'm just curious about me and Rach talk a lot about imposter syndrome. Just for the record, imposter syndrome, if you guys haven't heard of it, is just this idea that like you feel like you might not be deserving or smart enough or like good enough to be in a position that you are. I think a lot of people experience it in school or maybe in a first time job or in an entry level environment, mm -hmm. I'd say, um, <clears throat> just in case you guys haven't heard of that, because I had not heard of that until I went to graduate school, actually. So mm -hmm. anyway, I resonated with when you were saying that you feel like you need reassurance. And I was curious yeah. if you've kind of run into imposter syndrome and if I'm feeling maybe a little bit different, like as a woman in your workplace, like if those have kind of come together and affected you at all, or if you feel like you've experienced imposter syndrome in any way yeah definitely imposter syndrome has definitely been something i've dealt with for many many years probably just throughout my entire both like educational and working career um yeah with computer science specifically i feel like it's something that to me doesn't necessarily come inherently easy and of course nothing i think that's super fulfilling comes to you completely easily but sometimes it's quite easy to get demoralized when you're faced with a lot of failures or when you talk with people who have a ton more experience than you about kind of what you're doing in your project and they're like oh yeah just fix this and then it's like a super easy fix and i'm like oh man i should have known that <laughs> and kind of feeling a bit overwhelmed when seeing like the crazy like difficult seeming stuff that other people are working on compared to your like simple little project that you're working on as <laughs> yeah. kind of an intern or as a student um so for me definitely going into the workforce it actually rather than being intimidated by the male-dominated environment, I got more intimidated by the fact that my coworkers obviously had more experience than I did, um, and I was worried that I wasn't performing to their standards because I definitely, going into my internship, felt like, hey, I should be performing the same as a full-time employee who's been working here for five years when that's not realistic. I feel that. Um, <laughs> So that definitely has been, at least recently, how my own imposter syndrome has been manifesting. As an outsider, it seems like probably whatever you're working on is very complex and yeah. like very <laughs> takes a lot of skill and just experience in your classes. So I feel like it's all relative, like what you're in yeah. can feel like you're doing something easy, whereas mm -hmm. to somebody else that could be like really impressive. Even exactly. just when you would like explain 
what you're working on like i'd be like what even is coding (laughs) (laughs) like i would be like can you just sit me down and like just walk me through basically what you're sort of doing (laughs) and i kind of just i think it's just because it's literally a different language to learn i mean it's kind of different than a language but it's kind of is a language you know well, I guess they are called coding languages, mm-hmm. but like, I feel like to somebody that doesn't even have any experience, it seems so complex that I think that's good to keep in mind that like, it's relative. I like that like saying, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One question just generally to the computer science field Um, I guess since you've mostly interacted with superiors in classes, like professors and like your bosses now that are men, do you think that there is like a perspective that women specifically might bring to this field that you think might be not as common to find or like a particular strength that you think women might bring to the field? Yeah, definitely. I feel like especially um, just in computer science in general, it's so important to work with people with a variety of different perspectives because just even the way people like create projects or the way people approach coding is completely different depending on people's like kind of way of thinking and life experience even or just experience in the computer science field. And I feel like Honestly, any different perspective is something that can be greatly helpful when working on something that's collaborative because it can breathe kind of new life into whatever project you're working on. And I think that's something that like women could definitely bring to the field because a lot of people, again, like it's people with different backgrounds, different perspectives, and like diversifying this field would provide for like new creative paths to be taken in my opinion yeah I agree I agree I think if you're collaborating on a team if everybody's the same or comes from a similar background or framework of thinking it would be a bit more stagnant yeah I agree I think that could even apply to all different identities like Mm -hmm. I think any sort of diversity on a team brings so much so many new ideas and perspectives like not only I think that's why I'm getting at like the fact that they're the people that are like higher up are usually like more male dominated because I feel like having more diversity in like the powerful positions would be really impactful on an entire workplace Mm. um, because it's not only like giving other voices a kind of a a platform but it's kind of like helping them enact like changes in workplaces so or maybe more recruitment of like marginalized groups or like Mm -hmm. people who aren't necessarily as like likely to join a field I feel like if you have a more diverse management or like leaders that's a big step towards changing it which it sounds like it is happening in STEM yeah slowly but surely slowly (laughs) but surely yeah I agree (laughs) yeah um Do you feel like in addition to your thoughts about imposter syndrome and just what you were talking about earlier, are there any significant challenges you feel like you face that, I don't know, are related to this topic area of like 
not just like the male dominated industry, but just I guess maybe even starting a job for the first time, because I feel like a lot of people in this age group are probably starting their first job too or thinking Mm -hmm. about it. Like, do you have any challenges you feel like you could speak to besides that? Yeah, totally. I feel like that, especially with quarantine and everything, everything's a bit kind of thrown off and starting like a first job during this time especially can be especially weird in a way. For me, a lot of my challenges with this internship have been involving working remotely um, because the thing is when you have your computer in front of you just all day, you it's hard to kind of take those natural breaks that you would take working in an office environment Whereas like maybe you'd go like walk to a meeting, you would go walk and say hi to your coworker. However, when I'm sitting at home with just my computer in front of me, I, uh, which is funny, you'd think with computer science, that'd kind of be something I would uh, be used to. But (laughs) um, just sitting with my computer in front of me, it's hard to give myself those kind of mind breaks and uh, (laughs) let myself (laughs) stop working for a little bit just to kind of recollect my thoughts or maybe um, uh, take a break and work on a different project instead of just hammering away at my main project even if I'm completely stuck and sometimes with coding anyway it is sometimes really really helpful to take a step back and be like hey I I've hit a wall, I need to do something else for a little bit and then come back to this later. And sometimes you'll be like, hey, I have a new perspective now that I've kind of gotten out of kind of constantly trying the same thing over and over again in hopes that it'll eventually work. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, even just from like observing, not that sounds weird, observing, (laughs) even just from like noticing the way like, computer science is just from looking at you working I feel like it is really helpful to kind of have breaks or something because it sounds like sometimes like a simple fix is really really hard to see for a while if you're just looking at it from the same exact perspective and not like taking a break so I feel like I've just noticed that from even when you were working on projects like how you felt like it was beneficial to kind of like turn off the screen or like do a different assignment non-related to just the computer because I feel that too even with jobs that aren't like coding like just staring at a Mm. screen all day is very it sometimes just makes you burn out quick I agree yeah (laughs) it does Mm -hmm. but it's okay it is what it is (laughs) right now do you have any advice for people who might want to go into the field of computer science especially for girls or even like younger girls who are interested in Mm -hmm. coding yeah because I feel like like you were saying we were saying earlier like I feel like there's not a lot of resources for younger people to get into the field unless maybe they have a parent or someone like in their family that works in the field so maybe just advice to people or girls specifically that don't know a lot about it but want to kind of learn more get into it or gain experience maybe yeah absolutely the first thing I definitely say is that if it's something you're really interested in and enjoy it like 
seriously go for it it doesn't matter what other people say or like the makeup of the people who like stereotypically go for that specific major if you're studying it in college or a lot of times nowadays there are even trade schools that teach coding or some people even just learn coding on their own through um, like tutorials online or teaching themselves through textbooks it's very like there are a lot of different ways to achieve that goal but like if it's something you really enjoy and are passionate about like go for it that's definitely what I would say and um, another great thing to look for is sometimes there are community programs that are targeted towards kids that kind of work on the basics of programming. I know when I was younger, actually, my local library ran a few programs that taught kind of basics of very, very basic coding when I was in like fourth or fifth grade or like basics of game design when I was around that same age. and community programs like that are wonderful for kind of being introduced to the concept of coding, even if it's not, even if it doesn't exactly look like typing out a totally different computer language on a screen. Like sometimes um, some of the very basic coding languages, there's one called Scratch. It's very graphics based. So you can kind of like drag and drop different puzzle pieces and that will like create a basically line of code that'll make the um the program do something and it's very kind of user friendly and easily accessible and there are also some great organizations such as girls who code which are specifically um they specifically work to educate young women in learning how to code which is really cool kind of getting kids accustomed not accustomed exposed to that at a young age and see if hey maybe that's something i find interesting or something i like to do and kind of show them that hey this is definitely like a viable thing that you can pursue later in life mm. yeah i've heard of girls who code i think it was carly Kloss, like the model who started that if i'm not mistaken which is really oh, interesting. Really? Oh, I, I didn't think know that. it was a model that started it because she like models and also codes or something. Wait, that's really so cool. cool. That's really cool. I might fact check that later, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like connecting with other people could be a key step towards like feeling more confident to pursue. I guess anything in STEM, especially mm -hmm. for girls. And another question I didn't even think of either is, um. With computer science, do you have a specific kind of type of coding you want to do in the future or a company that is like your dream company or are you pretty open to different types of experiences right now? As of right now, I'm pretty open to a variety of different experiences. There's a few different tracks that we could take for our major at University of Minnesota. For me, I went specifically on the software engineering track as well as the graphics programming track but there's a variety of different options so ideally i'd like to pursue something that makes use of those for me personally the graphics programming was super super interesting that's 
it's very visual in the sense that if you create a line of code, maybe telling a ball to bounce, you can then run the program and see the ball bouncing on your screen. And it's something for me as a very visual person was always great because I could kind of check myself and give myself that kind of reassurance I was talking about earlier um, that, hey, this is working because the ball bounces as I designed it to you rather than just kind of like shooting off the screen or something like that because lots of weird things can happen. <laughs> Sometimes they don't make sense. <laughs> That's so cool to see before your eyes too, like what you created through a series yeah. of code. Yeah, that's really interesting. I feel like that sounds like a creative way to get into it too. Because you can like be kind of artistic with mm -hmm. like, I guess, especially like if you did video game design or something, I feel like it's a very creative way to also use like more of your logical side of your brain mm -hmm. while doing more of the math part. I feel like that's a cool combination yeah it's kind of like a fusion between like both like kind of very like mathy scientific stuff but also art which i find really fun yeah Definitely. i guess this is kind of a random question but like i'm just i'm just curious if you've been writing anything because you said you're a creative writing minor like rach yeah we've is that what the same minor oh mm -hmm. that's are you like writing anything fun throughout the summer or like throughout quarantine like completely yeah. separate from this for me, I've kind of been writing just more story ideas or short snippets rather than anything big and long. I feel like I wanted to, but I, for writing, it's, I have to be in a very specific mindset and have to be like, oh, the idea has come to me. And I feel be that, dude. <laughs> kind of like inspired. And if not, I just kind of take things that like maybe I've seen in my daily life or just kind of when I'm struck with an idea like, hey, I should write this down, kind of compiling a bunch of ideas that later when my inspiration to write strikes me, I can kind of look back on those ideas and be like, hey, that's something I could use in this piece I'm thinking of writing and kind of combine a bunch of those things together. Yeah, I think it's you have a wide range of interests, and I feel like that's really great. You have like more of an interest in the sciences, but then also the arts. I feel like that will serve you in like any position you end up, yeah, going into. Yeah, my little pitch I do at interviews is that everything I study has to do with language in a different way. Computer science is the study of like language of computers, essentially Japanese, obviously a foreign language, and then creative writing is using the English language to convey a specific story or specific feeling. It's all about using languages in different ways to accomplish different tasks and convey different things. And I think it's really cool how language can be used in so many diverse ways to do both like functional, creative, or even just like everyday task like things and I think yeah really interesting wow that's a great interview yeah that's really <laughs> inspiring to hear <laughs> I feel like that's a great way to like close this out this is what you've really been pursuing and like it sounds like you're thriving and you have a lot going for you in the future and it's been really fun mm -hmm. to chat yeah yeah Katie anything else you feel like we missed or or any last minute any last thoughts hmm 
I think I've pretty much said about all I've wanted to say. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> oh, thank you so much for being on the, the podcast. Yeah. We've been looking forward to having you. So it's been really exciting to have like a perspective that is totally separate from the kind of professions we're pursuing. So mm -hmm. it's been really cool to learn more. So thank you so much. Yeah, no problem. It's been great talking with you guys. Thanks, Katie. Thank you. So that was a great conversation. Yeah, I I feel like I learned a lot from Katie. And I knew a lot of people at Case Western where I went to school who studied like engineering and computer science, but I never really dug into it quite as much as we just did with her. So yeah, I mean, go Katie, like go being a female in computer science. And I hope that you are able to find fulfillment in your ultimate career path. And mm -hmm. um, we wish you the best. We think that Katie was a great guest because we really bring the perspective from um, very different fields than her. So if anybody mm -hmm. listening, so if anybody listening to this is in um, computer science or engineering or something similar, we hope this resonated with you because mm -hmm. it's definitely not a perspective I'm super knowledgeable about. Yeah. So um, without further ado, in the meantime, follow us on social media. <laughs> We are um, Mocha's in the Meantime podcast on Instagram, and we made a Facebook page recently, which is the same handle. And you could also email us at Mocha's in the Meantime at gmail.com. Or no, Mocha's in the Meantime podcast at gmail.com. You got it. For any, you know, rec recommendations or requests or anything that your heart desires. Oh, my God. We're getting a little, we're a little loopy right yeah. now. Sorry about this. Sorry about no. this. <laughs> so we're a little loopy right now. So I think we're going to go hang out. I think I chill, need to just relax. <laughs> decompress a little bit. But, but um, it's been a great episode. And uh, we look forward to catching up with everybody in our next episode. Episode nine. Ooh, Whoa. It's, it's creeping up. Those Fall numbers, is flying. Huh? Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, have a good rest of your day. And peace. Peace out.